You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. The Gospel reading serves as the basis for our sermon this morning. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that's coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise, and I will go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants." And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. He said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It's fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our summer I mentioned a few minutes ago is from the Gospel reading for this day from Luke chapter 15. There was a man who had two sons. I'm sure most of you know the story. It's familiar. Perhaps for some of you, it's the most favorite parable in the Gospels. The older son, he inherits the land. The younger son inherits enough money to go off and buy land somewhere. We would say the older son is dutiful. He's the good son. He's the religious son. 
He does everything dad asked him to do. The younger son may be described as impulsive, independent, headstrong. He gets in trouble. Now, the story tells us the younger son couldn't wait for his father to die. He said, Father, give me the share of the property that's coming to me. In other words, he's saying, Dad, you're worth more to me dead than alive. And since you seem to be in pretty good shape and not ready to check out any time soon, sign over the inheritance check and let me hit the road. In short, he was saying, Dad, drop dead. Well, it didn't take that younger son more than a few days to pack his things and head off to what's called the far country. He's far away from father, brother, his home. And far from family and home and community, the young man did what so many young men do. He wasted his inheritance. Now, we don't know how. The story simply says reckless living. No other, or no details are provided. It was on wine, women, gambling. Who knows? But does it really matter? No money, inheritance gone. That's really all that matters. And then to make matters worse, a famine breaks out in a far country. Young man had no money, no food, he's broke. He's homeless. He gets a job. The job is slopping hogs, which is about as rock bottom as you can get for a Jewish boy. But remember, pigs were unclean. And you really know you've hit rock bottom when pig food starts to look good. But even that wasn't available. Hungry, broke, lost, Smelling like pigs. It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how may my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And off he went back home. He probably rehearsed his little speech on the road over and over again. Father, I've sinned against heaven against you. And yet he probably wondered, would his father accept him? Would his father turn his back on his son? There were no guarantees on this young man's road of repentance. No assurances that his plan would meet with success. But he went to the only place he knew. And that's what repentance is. Repentance is returning home where you belong. You've been away in that far country. You stink. You're broke. You're hungry. You're alone. You want to be home again in your father's house where you belong. Now, it says that when he was still far off, this little speck in the horizon, his father saw him. 
We can imagine his father going out to that road, perhaps every day, looking down that road, hoping to catch a glimpse of his son. This time he recognized him. Perhaps it was by his walk. And he had compassion, it says. And he ran down the road, something no mid-respectable Middle Eastern father would ever have done. He ran up to him, this boy stinking of pigs. He embraced him and he kissed his filthy cheeks. And the boy can barely get his speech out. He only makes halfway through. Father, I've sinned against heaven against you. While his father nearly smothers him to death in his arms. The father's calling for the servants for the best robe. The family ring for his hand. The shoes on his blistered feet. And then he's ordering his servants to kill a fattened calf, to call the musicians, to gather the people for a party. My son, my son, my son, my son, who is dead, is alive. He's lost and is found. And the music started, the stakes are on, the wine flowed, The party began. You see, there are no deals in the arms of the Heavenly Father. And any confession we make is made in the embrace of his forgiveness. The thing is, we can't earn our way home. We are received and we're welcomed home. The parable really is first about Jesus himself. The son who left the royal throne, the home of his father, emptied himself all the perks and the privileges of being the only son of the father. He took on human flesh and he humbled himself in the lostness of our death. But he didn't squander the inheritance. We did. We all did. We all do. Jesus came to the pig pen of our sin, our mess, our muck, and mire. He was baptized into it. He was crucified in the midst of it. He was buried in it. And having risen from the dead, he goes back home to the Father to be received at the right hand, wearing the royal robe and the signet ring of the Son with a feast thrown in his honor. But you know, this parable is about you too. You are penitent, the penitent. You are baptized into his son. You in Christ embraced by the Father. You in Christ and forgiven, called to be a child of God. You are that prodigal son, lost and found, dead and alive, You and Christ, embraced by the Father. God's Son has found you. He's claimed you, and he's redeemed you, and he's raised you, and he's clothed you, and he's forgiven you. It's because of Jesus the Father loves you. It's because of Jesus the Father embraces you and welcomes you. And because of Jesus, you don't reek of your sins. You smell of Christ. And you're not soiled in the messes you've made, but you're washed with the blood of the Lamb and clothed in Christ's righteousness. 
But the story goes on. <clears throat> There's an older brother. And he's not at the party. He's out in the field and doing his work. And he hears those sounds of celebration. He hears the music. He hears the singing, the dancing. He smells the roasted meat. He comes near the house and asks the servant, Hey, what's going on here? The servant says, Your brother has returned. Your father is throwing a party. He's safe and sound after all this time. And the older brother is furious. He refuses to come near the party. He wants nothing to do with it. Even when his father comes out and pleads with him, he won't. He says, look, these many years I have served you. I've never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, and note he doesn't say, my brother. He says, when the son of yours came, who has devoured all your property with prostitutes, you kill the fattened calf for him. I'll be, the, I'll be the last thing I do if I ever step in and celebrate in that party. The father doesn't let him off so easily. Son, he says. And notice the father never disowns his sons. Son, he said, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive, is lost and is found. And there the story ends. Will the older brother go to the house or not? Will he join the younger brother to feast at the expense of his father's prodigal mercy? Will Or will he stew in anger and resentment outside of a party for which he has a place? Will he rejoice at the lavish grace of a father who forgives both his sons, the good one and the bad one, who welcomes home the lost, who justifies the sinner? Where are we left hanging, aren't we? How does the story end? Jesus doesn't tell us. Jesus told this parable to the religious to those who imagined they didn't need to repent and look down on those who did. To the ones who grumbled about the sort of company Jesus kept for dinner companions. We lifers, so to speak, we religious people, we who have literally grown up in the Father's house run that same risk. When we begin to imagine that a place in the Father's house is earned. That sinners somehow need to clean up and smell nice before they're welcomed into the Father's home. The thing is, only those who see themselves as sinners rejoice in the repentance of a sinner. Only those who see the rebel in themselves will join this party of rogues and prodigals called the church. Jesus 
our brother, the father's son, went to the depths to save each of us. He was lost, but is found. He was dead, but now lives. And you are found and live in him. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.